And I believe once we start raising awareness about this, we can help so many people who are really in desperate situations, either because of their own mental health or because, because they have a relative who is yeah, suffering yeah, from yeah. some kind yeah. of mental illness. So I think it's time and that's yeah, why I... Awe Genge, this is Mental Meters, hosted by Asago Toto. is Dr. Mola and what does he do? <laughs> Good. Now, first of all, um, as I said, thank you very much for having me as guest on your podcast. Yes. I'm a certified mental health coach. I'm also a master life coach and master NLP practitioner as well as a mindful practitioner. And I'm also a professional certified coach with the International Coaching Federation. But my original profession is a veterinarian. I'm a veterinary doctor. And um, I have been here in Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates for 20 mm. years, more than 20 years now, um, because I'm also the executive director of the Abu Dhabi Falcon Hospital. And I started off actually with animals because animals actually kept me always going because um, when I was young, when I was only eight years old, my mother um, started to become ill with schizophrenia. So it was uh, very, very difficult, actually, um, in my childhood, because, um, you know, when you see these things, like your mother is so ill and uh, she's having hallucinations and uh, she has delusions and she becomes a completely different personality. It is very difficult for you as such a young child to understand it, you are actually not really able to understand it, but to keep on going and to start to learn to become stronger, to become more resilient and still to be good at school, still to learn. But in the same time, you have all these problems at home. So it's not easy. So for many, many years, actually, I was, um, yeah, I, I found it very hard to, to process all of those experiences and animals always helped me. <laughs> when I was young, I had a rabbit, which was my lifeline, actually. Mm. And uh, later on, I had dogs and other kind of animals. So that's actually why I know firsthand from my own experience how difficult it can be to have a, a parent that is, uh, yeah, who is uh, mentally ill. And in the mm. same time, the toll it takes on your own mental health to live in such a situation, to try to get along with this. And I think this was the main reason why I also became uh, a mental health coach, to help other people, uh, yeah, to process their own experiences. And I think it's very important that we start talking about this because uh, mental health, is a very, very, yeah, you can say uh, under um, underrated topic. People mm. still have a lot of stigma regarding mental health. And I believe once we start raising awareness about this, we can help so many people who are really in desperate situations, either because of their own mental health or because, because they have a relative who is yeah, suffering yeah, yeah, yeah. from some kind yeah. of mental illness. So I think it's time and that's yeah why I came all this way <laughs> from veterinary medicine to mental health coaching. How was the journey on doing these different qualifications? How was the journey? Was it hard to in terms of dealing with mental health, uh, well, mental wellness? 
in terms of yeah, challenges? It was, yes, it was extremely challenging and extremely hard because when my mother started to get sick, I was only eight years old. So I was mm. really, really mm. young, but mm. I had to grow up very, very fast because there was no time to be a child anymore. I mean, <laughs> you really had to grow definitely. up from one day to another. And to see all these things, to live in a situation, I mean, we call it really invisible children. You you don't want to let other people know about it because you want to protect your parent, uh, that they don't be they don't will be stigmatized when they let's say go shopping in the in the village or in the town. So it is very difficult because you cannot bring friends home. You cannot live this normal life that other children or other people well, are, living. are living. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in the same time, you are really traumatized. Like I myself, you know, I suffered from nightmares for more than 20 years. Every mm. single night mm. I was suffering from the same nightmares because I couldn't really process the trauma because I was too young when I experienced it. So the journey was a long one. It was a difficult one. But on the other hand, the experiences with my mother helped me to become the person I am now. And I'm certainly a much stronger and much more resilient person than I, I would have been without those experiences. I mean, originally I'm from Germany. And, I can hear the uh, accent. 20... I can yes. hear the accent. I can hear the accent. <laughs> yeah, it's always a famous German accent. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh... <laughs> And 20 years ago, I was offered a job as a veterinarian here in Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates. So I was the first woman to come here as a veterinarian. I was the first Westerner in this falconry world, which is totally male dominated, you can say. Yes, definitely. So there was so much resistance in the beginning against me. Uh, it was so tough and so extremely challenging that I believe if I wouldn't have had the strength through my mother's illness, I would have never been able to succeed here and to really not just keep on going, but in the end to thrive and to become very successful because I had been, I, I have learned how to overcome obstacles. And in the same time, I have also learned that even if you are really in, in a totally bad situation, in the end, mm. it will change. There will Definitely. be always a way out. Even if you cannot see it and you, you feel totally hopeless. But there is a, a light at the end of the tunnel, even if it really might, might take time. And when I was looking back, actually, everything, every ordeal, every obstacle, every challenge I had to go through, they helped me later on. I needed those experiences to let me overcome the next obstacles and to, to go further in the next step. And I believe really it's like, you know, <laughs> the illness of my mother put me like in a waiting room. It prepared me for everything else that came later on in my life. And mm. uh, I believe we can really learn from those. It, it is an ordeal. I mean, uh, there is no other way for it, but uh, from those really traumatic experiences and we can develop ourselves in a way that's maybe even more than people who don't have those experiences because it shapes us, but it does not define us as a personality. It defines yeah, our yes, life, yes, yes. how we have been living. But it's not that we are our parents' illness or we are the illness, we are not. And I mm. think that's very important. And um, that's always what, what I really want to stress. We are not our parents' disease. We are not our own disease. 
We are a personality that has been shaped through very, very difficult circumstances, but it helped us to build an extraordinary resilience, to build really an extraordinary strength and this kind of post-traumatic growth. And I think what we have learned through this time makes us really so much stronger that no matter whatever obstacle we will face in the future, we will be able to handle it and to overcome it. And I think that's what we also need to think. It is also to strengthen ourselves, to strengthen our mind and uh, to, to get this different kind of mindset. So you mentioned your mother, in terms of your, your mother. So how, how, did, how did you find out that, at what point did you find out that now, no, I am dealing with childhood trauma now. I need to step, take these certain steps. In the beginning, I didn't realize it because I was too small. But when I started growing up, like when I, you know, I was reading a lot of books, but I couldn't understand them because I was too young. But mm. when I was in my teenage years, I started to understand that I'm really suffering from all of this because I had all those nightmares. I It was extremely hard. And, but it took me many years really to be able to process it and even to talk about it. Uh, it's not that even uh, when I finished my adolescence that I was able to speak about the disease of my mother. This came much later after I had processed it myself. So it is, it's a very long process and um, there was also no help available from outside. It was not mm. that you could go like in a, in a supportive therapy um, with somebody, with a psychologist or a coach or a counselor. It didn't exist, actually. So um, you had to do the work on your own, and that's mm. difficult. Mm. It's mm. much easier to seek help and to reach out, and there is nothing wrong in, in, in seeking help, actually. It's good for you to, to get some professional help to help you to process those experiences in a better and possibly also faster way. Would you say that being ashamed of the, your certain, let's say certain illness makes you not to talk about it? Uh, I think until you start processing it in the beginning, it is difficult because there is still so much stigma attached to mental health issues. Um, especially when you have, let's say, really serious illnesses like bipolar disorder or multiple personality disorder or schizophrenia or even depression. Um, uh, I think this makes it difficult to talk about it. Now, when I talk about it, it's interesting because quite a lot of people say, you know, we have made similar experiences, but we don't dare to speak out and we don't dare to talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it is much more widespread than we think. And the moment we start opening up, it is amazing how many people have suffered with similar uh, problems, similar experiences. And only when we start opening up and we raise this issue, we can really see yeah, how other people have also been affected in a way that, that's really, really, really profound. And... That's why I believe it's so important to raise the awareness about mental mental illness. And that's why I like your podcast so much, because it is important. And the more we start talking about it in a way that it's not that mental illness means that you are crazy. No, it just means you are sick. And if somebody has a broken leg, they go to the doctor, they go to the hospital, they get a surgery and they're okay yeah. again. So it's normal. 
But when somebody has a mental illness and they go to see a doctor, they get stigmatized because people say, oh, they are different. They are not normal. They are crazy. So uh, this has to change because everybody has a right to get proper professional treatment when they are sick. And it shouldn't matter if it's a physical disease or if it's a mental disease. Everybody can get sick from something. So uh, we mm. need to start to understand that. Mm. So how can you you overcome uh, as an adult? How can you overcome overcome traumatic childhood experiences caused by par parental mental illnesses? The most important thing is, first of all, to be aware that you have been traumatized, usually in your childhood or when your parent got sick, at that time when your parent got sick, and to start to revisit this trauma because if you are not able to process the trauma, which is usually buried in your subconscious mind, it's mm. not in your conscious mind. Sometimes you cannot even remember what happened. It is so deeply buried in your subconscious mind to protect you during mm. the time when it happened to protect you because you are so vulnerable. You are you are helpless in this situation. Yeah, so it definitely. is very important to revisit it. And that's why actually I, I became a mental health coach because I'm doing inner dynamics, which is like parts psychology. So it goes back to the time of the trauma and it tries to relieve the burdens. So uh, to move those burdens from you. And once you start processing it, then you start to understand in your conscious mind the situation and you start to understand what was going on and if you understand what's going on and if you understand what the problem was in your childhood and that things have changed you live a different life now uh then you can start processing it because you need to process it you need to process it to yeah become self-aware to become self-confident also again because these traumatic experiences are affecting yourself but also your relationship with others either a partner or family or even friends or even colleagues so in order to streamline it and to to really reach healthier and better relationships it's very important to yeah to really go back to the trauma and to heal this trauma and then you become it's like you you set yourself free in a way because you lift those burdens that are so deeply buried that you cannot that you don't know even that they exist but yes, they have yeah, a massive yeah, impact yeah, on you yeah, yeah, yeah. so um let's talk about uh the being yeah, about falcon whisperer so what is falcon whisperer and what does it do <laughs> love this question yes <laughs> Actually, that's my nickname, Falcon ah. Whisperer, ah, because I'm one of the Falcon doctors in the world. I have a special feeling, a special sensitivity with animals and with Falcons in particular. I can really sense when they have a problem. So it's quite funny. When I came here to Abu Dhabi um, in the Falcon Hospital, first I started as a veterinarian and after half a year, I became the boss of it. It, it, it was interesting because... I could look at a falcon and say, ah, oh, I think she has a problem. Also, she looked pretty good. So everybody said, no, no, she's okay. And then in the end, I started checking and I always found something. So I have, a, you know, it's like I can communicate with them. They, they, they can really give me like a message. So I understand what they have. And this helps a lot because falcon medicine is quite difficult 
Falcons look so big and strong, but they're very sensitive birds. They can die within a few hours when they just eat some kind of wrong food, for example. And you need to be very fast and very accurate in your diagnosis as a veterinarian. And in the same time, you need to start your treatment immediately. So um, that's why I became the Falcon Whisperer, because I have this feeling that there is something wrong. And I believe mm. it is because of my experiences, because I'm so much trained to notice even something which is not really noticeable from my mother's side. So I think it's a kind of you're becoming like hypervigilant somehow. You are so much hypersensitized that you can really yeah, feel just like vibrations or something which is not exactly visible, but you can sense it. So this these feelings are so much more developed. I think because of my personal background that I'm really perfect in this to, to deal with falcons and animals as well, as well as with people. So you mentioned something about diagnosis. So would what dangers are there for, for a person who self-diagnosed themselves? Sorry? So you spoke about, you touched on diagnosis, mental health diagnosis. So how... What are the dangers that involves, say, is a person that that psycho self diagnoses them themselves? I don't know if you get the question. Um. Well, I think to diagnose themselves, I think that might be difficult because you need to be in a neutral position to diagnose someone or something. Uh, I think that's very important because sometimes. For example, you might think that you are completely depressive, but maybe this mood swings because you're still able somehow to go through your daily life. So it's not yet a clinical depression. Um, there is a border in between. Um, I think it is whenever you do a diagnosis for somebody, you need to be very neutral and you need to look at all the facts. That is essential. But when somebody has some kind of mental health issues. And I think we need to make a differentiation between clinical mental health illness and, and real diseases or mental health concerns and mental health disorders, which are not clinical yet. Um, I think this is where we really need to draw a line completely because mental illness requires a treatment by a psychiatrist or a counselor or possibly even have to be hospitalized. But um, when you feel that you are not able to focus anymore or your self-esteem is completely low or you really have massive mood swings or you are really worried that you could really become mentally more ill, then it is definitely good to seek help, professional help, who is able to see what's the problem, to diagnose the problem. But I think you shouldn't do a self-diagnosis as such, but you need to realize the symptoms. You need to realize what is still, you can say, acceptable and when your mental health is really pretty much under stress to seek the help that you require. Uh, okay, so um, before I ask this question, I, I, firstly, I want to start with this one. So you, you said you moved in Saudi Arabia. So how, in, in, in for someone who move, who's from, if I'm not mistaken, you are from Germany, from Germany? Yes moving to uh, South Arabia, comparing the 
the the state of mental health would you say that south south arabia has has it's i would say it's a safe zone for mental health are they they enough mental health awareness campaigns around there now um when i compare it now let's say for example with the us or yes. uk or other countries um it, it's united arab emirates not saudi but certainly the awareness is not yet where it's supposed to be it is just starting off now um like in in the us or in the uk or even canada the awareness about mental health issues is is quite advanced but here we are still you can say in the beginning um people still are stigmatizing people who have uh, mental illness and I think uh, it needs much more awareness uh, that has to be raised to let people understand it's nothing wrong with it. You can have a problem, you can be ill, and uh, it simply needs treatment. Um, this needs definitely much, much more. And um, I think it will come in the future. It is starting slowly now, but it certainly requires a lot of, yeah, um, cooperative efforts in general to really bring it to the mind of people to a way that they understand I can have a mental issue or I can have a mental illness and it is like this I can get treatment I can see coaching or counseling and I can get a treatment and it doesn't mean that I'm an outsider I'm an outcast it shouldn't be like this so this awareness starts slowly but it's still uh, quite a way ahead Mm, mm. Uh, okay, so let's talk about your book. As you mentioned on your on your biography on on Podmesh that you you have an award winning book. Uh, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, well, if I'm not mistaken, can you elaborate on in terms of why did you write the book and how has it been effective to other to people who has read have read the book yes actually because of my experiences with animals and how animals can help people i wrote my award-winning book your pet your pill 101 inspirational stories about how pets lead you to a happy healthy and successful life so the book is split in three parts one part about how pets can help you to live happier one, how they can help you to live healthier, and one, how they can make you more successful. Now, the interesting thing of the book is each single chapter, each single story is based on science, on scientific facts. So it shows clearly that through pets, and it doesn't mean only cats or dog or horses, even fish or birds or even reptiles can help you to yeah, to reduce diseases like, for example, to reduce your blood pressure, they can help you to live longer, to have less heart attacks, uh, less strokes, and even for the mental health, they can help you even in cases even of, of dementia or, or Alzheimer's uh, or any kind of diseases like um, psychiatric diseases, they can help you to live better and to live healthier. And I found this interesting because the more I, I went into this topic, the more I saw how pets or animals in general can help us with this and this was actually you can say the yeah the foundation for for my mental health coaching mm. because i found it so fascinating that from this part of the book 
how it helps, how animals help in, in mental health and how they can increase your self-confidence, your self-esteem, how they can yeah, make you more resilient, how they can make you stronger. Um, from there, actually, I looked then into this issue of uh, yeah, the children of, of mentally ill parents. And that's how then I came up with this program, Making Peace With Your Past in Three Months um about this um how to relieve the trauma and um the book is really amazing it's available on amazon.com and uh, people love it because it is fun the stories are really funny really totally interesting but because it's all based on science it gives people a completely different outlook on yes. how animals can help you and how to look at animals so once you read the book you're not saying oh that's a cat and it's nice to have a cat or it's nice to have a dog it's a companion you realize that they are so much more yes. and the unconditional love they give you they can change your life completely in a positive way so yes. that was the forerunner and after this i developed my uh, my special mental health coaching program um yes. which is on my website uh, coachformentalhealth.com so um can you take us through that that process of in terms of in the, in the way of mental health? How do pets help us? In what ways and in in what ways should I would say I don't want to use this word. We use pets as something to would say. I can't find the right words, but can you take us through the, those that process of? of pets helping us recovering from our mental health. Yes, I mean, it's, it's quite interesting. For example, pets are able to improve our mental health in general. I mean, when we talk now in general, um, for example, there have been studies that, which said that when people get a pet as a pet owner, already 55% they said it helps them with their mental health problems in an active way. And mm. even 87% of cat owners said that having a cat has a positive impact on their well-being and their mental well-being. So it's changing the way how it is completely. They can help people, especially elderly people, to find a, a more meaningful role so they are not so depressed, they don't mm. feel so lonely or socially isolated. They can even help children with autism. So uh, there are many things. They can help to reduce depression, for example. There have been studies that show that pets can help uh, to reduce um, depression. And I mean, depression is quite widespread nowadays. So a pet is Definitely. able to, to help you, uh, especially even more for women than for men, but in general, uh, it's very useful. They can also help you, for example, even uh, to reduce your pain. And when you have pain, then also your mental health suffers because through the pain, you are not able to live in a normal way. So they help in this one. They help you to improve your cardiovascular disease, which also then goes back to mental health because if your overall condition is improving, your mental health improves automatically. Um, they can reduce stress. Stress is a major factor in starting to have some mental health problems. Yeah, uh, yeah, so they yeah, help yeah. you in this. That's very important. Even to sleep, the pet can help you to sleep better. I mean, <laughs> which is pretty good. So I mean, for example, yeah. there was a study of the Mayo Clinic. They said that 
56% of pet owners let their pets sleep in the bedroom, not in the bed, in the bedroom. And because mm. of this, their sleep has improved tremendously. And if you have a good sleep, it means your mind can relax, your brain mm. can relax while you sleep. Mm. And this has mm. a tremendously positive mm. impact. Uh, so it's, it's a lot that they can do. And um, when we even when we look at, at people who are suffering, suffering, for example, from from bipolar disorder, mm. uh, there have been studies that having pets or, for example, even snakes, by the way, they did a study with snakes. It can help calm people down who have bipolar disorder because this, you know, this nice skin of the snake and this slithering, it mm. has an effect on them which is a little bit of thrill. And this is something that really calms them down in the end. So it's quite amazing the impact all different kinds of animals can have. But yes, it can make a, a major positive change. And uh, especially, as we said, even uh, also for mental health. Um, for example, there have been studies of Manchester University where they said when you have long-term psychiatric uh, patients, when they have a pet, it helps tremendously to manage the feelings of them. So they distract them from their symptoms. They distract them from some kind of difficult experiences or upsetting experiences, and it makes them more active. So it is a good source of managing even long-term mental diseases and mental health problems. So that's why I think pets are just amazing to help you when you have some kind of mental health um, concerns. Wow, wow, such a, a, a unique process or in terms of pets. Actually, I never thought of pets as a companion, whereas in terms when it comes to mental health. Actually, most of probably the yeah. guests out there don't didn't even know that they can pets can help you in terms of mental yes. health. So before we close off exactly. our episode, before we close off our episode. Do you have anything to add on the, in the conversation that we are having today? I think the conversation which we had, I think it's it's really informative for your listeners because the audience, as you say, they start to look at things from a different point of view, like what you just mentioned now about pets. When we look at it, the impact they have, we need to become aware not just of mental health concerns, but also what are underlying reasons, like, for example, traumatic experiences in your childhood, if you have a parent with mental illness, and also what can be done to help you, to support you. And that's uh, what we discussed, like, for example, with my Making Peace With Your Past course, to make peace with this time when your parent was, was ill, uh, it's very important because only you can have a good, bright future if you make peace with those experiences. So that's why I did my course on coachformentalist.com. And in the same time, when we understand what pets can do for us, we will look at the, them from a completely different point of view. And once we understand that a dog is not a dog or a cat is not a dog, cat or a bird is not just a pet, but they are a help for you, an active help to improve your mental health. From that point onwards, we are able to actively change and improve our mental health. Because once we understand what has caused an impact on our mental health, but also how we can have help and what can support us, 
like a pet or mental health coaching, then things can change. And then mental health will not be such a stigma anymore because it will be easier to understand, but also it will be easier to help and to heal.